0: Mask, yeah, and then that gets pulled off.
1: Bifurcated. Yeah, that
2: was a Wes Craven, wasn't it?
1: No, that was Toby. Hooper Toby yeah. Hooper. That's
2: right. One of those two guys that died an untimely death.
0: Yeah, an untimely death.
2: <laughs> well, we we in their eighties. We weren't ready for that. We weren't ready for him to die yet. Should we do this? I thought we were. We are. Hey listeners, welcome back to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are, in case you wondered, a podcast that talks about a horror movie, and we will spoil featured attractions, but we will try to not spoil the recently watched lists that we talk about. And we thank the Moon Rays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features. Uh, You can find the music on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy it digitally, and say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon-Rays. And we are Chewing the Scenery on the Facebook and the Instagram um, that's housekeeping. Guys, we missed a week because of me and having a busy schedule and crazy stuff going on. And um, we just had a horribly cold, wintry storm before any of us probably have even bought Halloween candy. Yep. What the hell? 43, Dad. Yeah. Well, really? I, I go to laugh. But it's like, now that you said that <laughs> out loud. Too soon? <laughs> well, I guess With, it's...
0: 53, Dad?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope no one died from our... Quit
0: laughing. 63 people froze <laughs> to death out
2: there. God, the the death toll keeps going up as we talk. <laughs> it um, was that cold.
0: We did yeah. drop 64 degrees in 24 hours and broke a oh, record.
2: God. And we maybe broke the block wall that uh, my brother and another guy and I were working on um we might have i
0: told you trump's not building the wall through denver why are you trying (laughs) to build a section
2: we're building it in the opposite direction to keep him out
0: Ooh, out of colorado
2: yeah so anywho uh we're back which is the important part and you've probably watched more stuff than i have but i got a few recently watched um
0: no i had to work a couple days because people were out it's good for my bank account but
2: yeah it's not Bit
0: into my uh, my uh, watching days. Your happy fun time. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so what um, have you watched at all? I uh, mean, anything? Nothing?
0: No, no. I've I've watched some stuff, but we mostly stuck with the Wu Tang Clan uh, American Saga show. Oh, how is it? It's pretty good. All right. I think the last episode might be the best. They finally got a record deal, and uh, boy. Does anybody remember Tommy Boy Records? Yeah. Are they still around? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I was wondering if anybody was signed to Tommy Boy and why anyone nowadays would be signed to any record label.
2: <laughs> you know, I think if the record label helps you sell t-shirts, then you'll make money. But no one's buying any music anymore, right?
0: Even if they're buying music, why would you go through a big deal? corporate dinosaur
2: no i don't know um yeah i i I know people in the business i could ask them
0: yeah like i'm uh, sure there are plenty of benefits it's like
2: are are there still mechanisms in place are people still able to make money off this who knows
0: yeah Um, i mean i'm nowhere near the music business so i don't
2: know I got one person who's pretty high up in it. I could call him and say, Dude, Let's do
0: it right now. Pause the show.
2: We'll put him on speaker. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. All right.
0: We have some music questions for you.
2: Yeah. Like, like what the hell? And uh, are they all relying on T-shirts oh. to make their money?
0: Yeah. They they even spell uh, one of the guys in the Wu-Tang Clan's name wrong on his T-shirt. Oh, no. And uh, then he gets, he goes to record signing and... Uh, <clears throat> they decided that the sample didn't clear on that record, so they had to pull all the albums oh, all no. his singles he was gonna sell. So all he had to sign were like posters. And then they put the the new like a new song out with a different sample and it wasn't as popular. Oh no. And so Tommy Boy dropped <sighs> him. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty good show. Then we watched uh um more episodes of Baskets, I've mentioned before. Baskets. With Zach Galifianakis and Louis Anderson playing oh, his mom. Yeah. Christine.
2: Louis Anderson playing his own mom.
0: Yes. Well, he's playing Zach Galifianakis' character. Right. Chip Baskets uh-huh. and Dale Baskets. They're twins. Chip It's, and Dale, just, a, huh? it's just a ridiculous show. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> That's weird that Zach Galifianakis would be connected to something
0: ridiculous. Yeah. Seems so, weird. Sometimes I like him, but he's probably my least favorite character on the show. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, Chip, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um. Horror movie-wise, I watched a movie. This was a couple weeks back, and it was so good I'd forgotten it. Uh, something called Head Count. Huh what's this uh it's a Netflix movie um, two-thirds of it is okay <laughs> and then it spins off into the end th- the last act there the last third I don't know if they ran out of money or what happened but there's this buildup it's a group of you know friends in the house partying that there may or may not be a shift, a shapeshifter in in the house and some freaky things happen. It reminded me of coherence. Uh, but then there's some foreshadowing that they're going to go to the mines. That They're out in the desert in this house. And they're like, oh, we're going to go check out these mines. And they mention it a couple times. And they go out there. And then one of the kids is like, I got to go back to the house. And they drive back to the house and then like, it quickly wraps up. Huh. And it just seemed like, did they write the movie that they went to the mines and they couldn't tell who was who, but then they couldn't afford that? Hmm. They couldn't get the permits. They couldn't get something. Seems weird. But it seemed very strange. Like the last third of the movie was just, ooh, wrap it up. We have no time. So (laughs) avoid that one if you can.
2: (laughs) Noted. Okay. Um... Is that it?
1: I feel like that's enough.
2: Okay, Jolien.
1: Uh, so we've uh, carried on watching AHS Night which is getting more and more crazy. Um, I'm still entertained by that. Good. Uh, I think my favourite character in that one is uh, Xavier. He, he just seems like uh, he, he seems to have found his his better self. At at the wrong time, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and meanwhile, uh, so many of the other characters are turning out to be psychos, and they're outnumbering the the other people, and it's just, it's just that's what more happens crazy. on that show. Yeah,
0: you know the 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 second season that I saw was, uh, yeah. At some point, it was like there's two characters on here who aren't like completely nuts, <laughs> homicidal.
1: Yeah. So, kind of um, kind of getting further and further away from the Slasher setup, because, you know, yeah. Slasher singular, no. at most two. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's uh,
0: why Scream 3 needed three killers.
2: <laughs> yeah, for anyone who's wondering, Scream 3, it's called that because of the extra killers.
0: Yeah, three killers in Scream 3. Yeah. Scream 4, three killers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, creep shows up to episode 3. Oh, okay. As of today, as as we record this. Nice. So I've seen the first couple now. Um the second episode th- there's a werewolf story starring uh, Jeffrey Coombs as a Oh, very nice. As a SS officer. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Versus werewolves. Oh, okay. So
2: it's not a Nazi werewolf.
1: No, in in this case they are not the the Nazi werewolves. They're uh, other wills' there actual wills
2: oh, all right,
1: and uh, then the second story is called the finger It's about this uh, guy who uh he, he, f- he picks up objects in the street and uh one of them is a uh, mysterious looking finger and he he puts it in his fridge and uh it starts regenerating Ah, oh. so it starts growing a human off of it No, it's a creature. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a comedy. It's written by uh, David Chow, and, um, or show, how do you pronounce it? I don't know. S-E-H-O-W. Huh.
2: Written,
1: don't know. He's written a bunch of stuff. But, um, yeah, they're quite amusing. The, the werewolf Wolf 1's got a good way for a low-budget series to get around the transformations. Oh, nice. But uh, the actual werewolves look good.
2: Oh, well that's the important part
1: uh, yeah uh and then they just started uh batwoman ah how is that uh it is fun we enjoyed it yeah um it's a woman who who is in uh the meg oh uh, yeah film um she's she uh ruth rose i think ruby rose ruby rose yeah yes uh she's very good Oh, okay and uh, yeah there's it, some really trite stuff in it but yeah I, 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 as, as I mentioned before you know to mark her as a as a rebellious woman she she's got Ramon's t-shirt does she yeah oh,
2: no <laughs> uh, come on um,
1: there's a couple of things like that but overall it's, it's quite fun
0: Oh. Hmm. all right
1: um, yeah, All right. Uh, as for movies uh saw a couple of uh uh, Soviet science fiction films uh, one called Cosmic Voyage from 1935 um this is directed by Vas- Vasily Yuravlov and this is set in uh the Moscow of 1946 ooh and it's kind of optimistic and shiny and you think oh man wow what, what these people you are going to go through the next 10 years <laughs> um and apparently, apparently this uh, uh, so it is basically a they're gonna launch and get to the moon okay and uh, uh and you've got like ships named stalin and stuff like that but um and apparently this film was the the soviet authorities took it out of circulation pretty quickly cause, oh yeah they, they thought it was a bit too wild and oh really uh, but it's got loads of stuff in it um like uh it's got like a ramp launched rockets, and then they experience weightlessness, and uh, they 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 put themselves in liquid uh, pressurization chambers to uh, you know adjust themselves to the oh g forces and so on. And um, uh, it's got some stop motion animation and really good uh, you know huge miniatures and um, huge miniatures, yeah, <laughs> mat work. Um, yeah, apparently authorities objected to all the stop motion. That when they land on the moon, it's it's um, uh, it's lots of really uneven landscapes So there's lots of scenes of them jumping from structure to structure. Okay. Uh, but it's uh, they're like stop motion little astronaut. Models. Oh. And uh, it, it it was just too um, fantastical and light hearted for the taste of the authorities. Wow. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was just over an hour long. And then uh, saw another one called Battle Beyond the Sun, which is, uh, this is uh, came out in 1962. So this is one of those, uh, Roger Corman, where they they got hold of Soviet science fiction movies, which had, like, really good special effects. Yeah. Um, and then they took all the well, footage and re-edited it and dubbed it and, and made it into, and they pretended they were all Americans and stuff. So they'd, like, co- cover over communist symbols and things like that. Yeah. Um, so this one was um, edited by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, wow. Um, this is an edit of uh, a 1959 movie called Nibbozoi. And uh, they, and he also edited in the scene with this uh, monster, which he intended to look like a vagina. <laughs> uh, and it's got new music by Carmine Coppola. Oh. So uh, two of the people who worked on Apocalypse Now. Yeah. <laughs> 17 years from this point. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not very good. No, <laughs> I mean, the original films, uh, I, I like that better. It's much more sober. You know, it doesn't yeah. have the monsters in it and, and stuff, but uh, it's more interesting. Uh, I watched uh, John Wick three Parabellum. Do you watch these movies?
2: I've not seen any. I've seen one of them, and then the other one. I don't know. I think I talked about this. Like I got you in, fell asleep. No, I I started Netflix in the movie stopped. thinking yeah. it was halfway through. But it may have only been five or ten minutes in. I think I saw most of part two. Uh, It was pretty much fighting, chasing, fighting, chasing, shooting, fighting, shooting, chasing. Yep. Yep.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) So don't expect much different.
2: Take any five or ten minutes out of either of the first two films and you know what you're getting. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that, that, you know, it's fun. Yeah, this
1: this one's much bigger scale and uh, more colorful. Um, really nice photography. Uh-huh. And uh, this is directed by Chad Stahelski, who was an actual stuntman. He he was the double for Brandon Lee on the Crow. Oh, wow. And uh, he was the double for Keanu Reeves in The Matrix.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Um, well, anyways, so he so, knows Kung Fu. <laughs> uh, so you've got Keanu Reeves, Ian McShane, Angelica Houston, Halle Berry, Mark Dacascos, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, as you can, Kate Dillon, uh, Lance Riddick. Um, you got gum fu, knife fu, axe fu, horse fu, dog fu. <laughs> um, you know it's great looking. Uh, it's got uh, you know some people from all over the world. So you can there's some couple of guys from the Indonesian films um, like Yan Ruakan from Raid, and you got uh, Tiger Chen. Uh, really awesome. Um, nice. Some some people. Yeah. It's um, really impressive stuff in this um and it's got amazing sets um uh, Kevin Cavanaugh is the the production designer they've got his, oh, like, uh, at the end they end up in this like a multi-level apartment but everything's glass oh wow and it's at night so you you've got new york you know outside the, wow. the windows and, <clears throat> and so it's really hard to tell how you know where people are and how you know the, all the depth is thrown off and everything it looks great wow um yeah, so I enjoyed that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. A sort of the, the couple of the Dracula movies. Yeah, I'm working through the Hammer Dracula series. So, yeah. So we watched uh, the first Dracula and uh, and then Brides of Dracula from 1960 and then Kiss of the Vampire, 1964. Um, so, uh, yeah, Kiss of the Vampire is really good. I think that's one of my favourite Hammers. Okay. Um really done
0: i believe the one after that's the first horror movie i ever saw is that prince of darkness one yeah
1: dracula prince of darkness is the first like direct sequel with you know that's the first one that christopher yeah Lee came back for and then uh peter cushing left the series for a while <laughs> so they didn't come back together until i think uh, dracula seventy two. okay yeah um yeah apparently they they did they pulled some emotional blackmail on Christopher Lee to get him to come back as Dracula. Oh, really? Yeah, because Jimmy Sangster would phone him up and say, oh, do another Dracula, do another Dracula. And he said, no, 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 I don't want to be typecast. And, yeah. and uh, But eventually he said, uh, look, I've I've sold, you know, we've done a new deal with the Americans, and mm-hmm. uh, we've got distribution, and, you know, everyone's ready to go, and, and uh, if you don't do this movie, you're going to pull your, your mates out of work. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> man! Uh, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, because it sounds
1: like he was not happy with the Dracula movies. Yeah, I and mean, he liked the first one. He, you know, he liked doing that. He just didn't want to be.
0: Yeah, he just didn't want to keep doing them yeah. and
1: and be nothing but Dracula. Right, yeah. Right. Um, yeah.
0: And he, but it also sounds like he thought they were increasingly silly. Yeah. And well, they were and they are yeah And they're, uh,
2: <laughs> is that why he thought that
0: <laughs> yeah you know and they went to further and further lengths to you know continue the story and
1: yeah the Dracula ones I mean, the thing is that you could I'm going to talk to this when we when we get to the, uh, the movies of the day but um uh, you could sell them around the world. They're, yeah. They're really popular, so you could sell them to America and the Far East. and Yeah. And then they'd be double-billed with other stuff, which they could do more interesting things with, like uh, Dracula Prince of Darkness went out with uh, Plague of the Zombies. Oh, okay. Which is more interesting, I think. But... <laughs> um, all right. Uh, this is one you might have seen. Uh, Zombie Nightmare.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: 1987. Oh, my God. Jack Canadian. Robin, Canadian horror movie starring with Thor. Thor.
0: Oh. From uh John Michael Thor. Yeah. From that movie we watched what Rock and
1: was Roll that? Rock and Roll Nightmare. Rock and Roll yes. Nightmare. Yes. Yeah, oh, is, holy wow. This is wow. The one before it.
2: That's uh, the one that I thought was missing half the audio and didn't make any difference. And then I pushed my headphones the rest of the way in.
0: <laughs> Man, that van driving
1: scene. So uh, have you seen Zombie Nightmare? Yeah. Oh no. uh, yeah. yeah, I've seen I, Zombie. I nightmare. have not. Okay. I it? saw it before Rock and Roll Nightmare. So this one Thor plays a uh, Tony Washington who is this nice boy who uh he uh <laughs> he rescues a convenience store owner who's this like complete stereotype. He's yes. Like, Mamma Mia Tony, you're a good boy. Oh man, it uh. is bad. Uh and uh then uh, so he, the store gets held up and Thor Beats on the two guys and chucks them out, and then yeah. then he gets run over, yeah, um, immediately afterwards, uh, by a bunch of joyriding youths, mm-hmm. who include uh, Tia Career. Yeah, I think in her first movie was she. Yeah, yeah, she. I mean, she she looks really pretty, but yeah, the acting's not there yet. No, she did. You know, she's she's much better later. Um, uh, so the um instead of uh, taking his corpse to the hospital, the store owner takes Tony back to his, his mama. Yeah. And, uh, and she immediately calls the local voodoo priestess. Uh Huh? um, Molly Mukumbe played by Munusku Rigott. And, uh, and Tony returns as a zombie with a baseball bat and starts tracking down the, the gang.
2: Uh, Is this familiar? Yeah, it does sound familiar.
1: (laughs) Um, so the music includes Motorhead, mm-hmm. Virgin Steel, Thor, Girls' School, Nighthawk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the opening credits are Ace of Spades.
2: Do you remember Girls' School from back in the day? Yep. Yeah, they opened for, I want to say Ozzy when I saw him way back in the day. And I remembered reading a story in a magazine that uh, their first logo that they came up with was way too similar to the Hells Angels logo. Oh. And the Hells Angels are very possessive and sensitive about their logo.
1: They're all about the IP.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And if you do anything with their logo, they will remove it from you by whatever means necessary. So I guess they got a threat from the Hells Angels. They're like, we will come and take it off of you.
1: Yeah, their, their track is one of the better ones in the movie. Yeah, they were good. Um, but it reminded me of... Uh, uh, Teenage life where you're slowly driving around in a car in this boring town in the rain. Yeah. And playing music, which is banging on about the wild, exciting life that young people have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um You
2: feel like you're being uh, shortchanged. It's like, where's my wild, exciting life? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, driving around in the rain.
1: <laughs> so this also has uh, Adam West as a police yes. captain churchman.
2: Ooh, Adam West is in this thing? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, this is before he knew he could get a hundred or two hundred bucks to be autographing Batman just, just stuff. Just sign something.
1: Yeah. yeah, he probably earns as much in one signing as he did in this movie. Right? Oh, yeah, sure.
0: He chews the scenery quite a bit, in this. <laughs> yeah. and the the uh, medical examiner is a wonderful, wonderful character in this. <laughs>
2: now I want to see this. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, this is this is a thing for sure.
1: And you have got Janet who reads Fangoria. Oh yeah, it's so 1987. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It's got a zombie who's like got a twisted foot and like lurches along, but manages to chase down a yeah a athlete at a sports centre. Um, anyway, so that was that. Yeah, um, and then I watched a really early Hammer film called uh, The Mystery of the Marie Celeste. Marie Celeste from 1936. This is a wow. second ever movie. Uh, known as the Phantom Ship in the US. Yes. It's uh, directed by Denison Clift and uh, stars Belagosi as Anton. He's very good. He's playing this alcoholic old salt with one arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so you know the Marie Celeste. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: That came up when we talked about the remake of Night of Living Dead because that was M. Oh, Celeste uh, was on uh, the. Uh, and I said, what does that mean something? And then you told me about the ship. And, yeah, ghost ships are fascinating.
1: Right. So this one, they, all, um, it, it comes up with the, you know, the, their own explanation for what happened. Um, the direction is really rigid. It's kind of hard oh. to get through. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I like sea stories, and it was of historical interest, and I like Legosi. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I watched it. It was just over an hour long. So. No hard act. Perfect. Doubt yeah yeah so that's that's what i watched
2: well within the barnes limit
1: yeah what did you watch
2: well before i talk about what i have watched i'm gonna talk about what i haven't watched <laughs> that, um, that's a big subject i haven't watched <laughs> 10 or 11 movies so far this month because i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna add one more thing that feels like uh, stressful uh you know burdensome or deadline or whatever work uh Watching 31 movies this month, I might do it, but I'm not going to hold myself to watching one a day when there's only so much time to
1: do that. Wasn't The the Lighthouse's
2: out any time now? Sometime.
1: The director Uh, of The Witch. Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, Yeah, uh, Robert Eggers. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I would totally watch that. but. Not going to try and do the thirty-one days this year. I'm not saying maybe I wouldn't do something for November or December, but not doing it right now. It's just too busy at work.
0: Yeah, I'm going to try and to do noir November.
2: Noir November is a great idea, Will. Yeah, I think so. even if that doesn't happen, if you just focus on watching more noir than usual. Yeah, more noir noir.
0: Noir.
2: <laughs> yeah, more noir. Um, so not trying to do that. Yeah. Uh, what I did last night that was interesting was I was. Listening to something, uh, a podcast, and I decided to boot up that little app called Tubi that you talked about, Will, and you were like, "Oh, it's oh, it's like the low budget uh, version of Netflix." Yeah, I think I disagree. There, by the time I quit scrolling, I was past like having looked at sixteen hundred titles that were horror movies alone. Really? I don't know if they did a major like data dump into it. Yeah. But what the deal was, I kept scrolling and scrolling and it was like 1500 and something through 1500 and something and I was
1: like, mm. "Is this a free service?"
2: Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a, it's like Netflix except free. Hmm. And it had a lot of brand name titles. They weren't just a bunch of garbage, but there was a lot of garbage. There was there. a <laughs>
0: lot of garbage. I also found it uh kind of slow. I'm excited. <laughs> there was and I can't can't for the life of me remember what it was, but there was some title on there within like the, the first three or four rows that I went through that was like, wow, that is obscure. I'm amazed that they have that.
2: Right. Ooh.
0: And something, <clears throat> yeah, it's, you know,
2: this will be another bin. I'll never <laughs> find it again.
0: I I can't remember what it was, but it was something that I had been wanting to see, and it was quite
2: rare and obscure, I believe. There was a ridiculous title and I'm an idiot for not writing it down because it was something I thought you would have really liked, but uh, I didn't write it down. So I'll scroll again and I'll write it down next time. Um, So what I have watched, uh, there was a documentary about a drive-in in in, uh, Mahoning, Pennsylvania. It's called At the Drive-In and they couldn't afford this crazy expensive um, digital projector. So they were kind of stuck with 50,000 bucks, I think. Yeah, 50000 for a digital projector. So they were kind of stuck with just whatever was available on vintage 35 millimeter prints that they could uh, rent for showing. So they would have however many months the season was. And everyone who worked there basically worked for free. And there were times where you wouldn't have many people show up, but they're not letting it die, and they're keeping it alive. And then one of the guys working there said, you know what, if you could converge some auditorium sized ones of these digital projectors. If you could stack three or four of them or whatever and converge the picture, uh, then you'd have it. And they're all coming from the same feed. So it's not like you're playing four Blu-rays trying to time them. It would just be like a splitter with, you know, the same feed going to several projectors. And he's like, what if it were bright enough to fill the screen? And it turned out it was, and that's, not a big spoiler for the movie um but it was a cool um
0: it was a. so they were just hooking up like regular commercial they, they were commercial projectors but they well they were for for a theater i guess an indoor theater you like said. an
2: indoor theater or, or a small auditorium for okay. like college or whatever but they weren't the kind that you would need for an actual drive-in screen yeah and so they made it work, That's which is really cool. So that really opens it up as long as they do the licensing and whatever. But uh, it was really um, interesting and fun because these are people could who... Could you, like, stack 50 of them and play an image <laughs> off the moon? Yes.
0: <laughs> I believe so. <laughs>
2: yeah, you could totally do that. So this was released in, in uh, 2017. And uh, it's only 80 minutes, Will. I hate old movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Is it it's, black and white? Nope. Nope.
0: 2017. Wow. 2017. Not... Early color.
2: <laughs> yes. So it, you could you could hear the the sprockets and the chattering going. Oh uh, yeah. They uh, cranked
0: a little too fast. Yeah.
2: Over, or a little too slow. Over cranking, You got all that going on. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, you know how uh, they changed Netflix? So if you hover on something for too long, it just starts it plays. playing shit. Yeah. Or if you click on a title to go maybe look at like, what's the, whatever, you know, uh-huh. uh, whatever plays. information, it just starts playing. Yeah. Um, I saw a preview for American Horror Story Apocalypse, which I just passed on that one and never watched it. And I got super sucked into the uh, the preview of it. Where, yeah. where the rich girl is at some salon and her dad calls and he's just like, this is it. You got to get to the jet. And basically the world's going to end except for you can get to safety and there's only four spots. So her brother's not going to make it and they aren't going to make it. So she ends up there with a couple of friends and her assistant. And uh, it was it was pretty far-fetched. Uh, I won't give away what was far-fetched about the trip to the place they ended up. Uh, but she ends up at a place that's like supposed to be a safe place, an underground bunker or whatever and it just seems a little bit hunger games. It, it just was a weird, uh, bunch of wardrobe and, you know, set dressing that seemed a w- weird, uh, yeah. like, wouldn't it just be like, Oh good. You're here. You're safe. Yeah. We got jumpsuits if you don't have any clothes, but it was, it was like very hunger games. Hmm. And I was like, what's going on. I watched the first episode and then, uh, I think our new employee at work was saying that um it starts to go a little more Harry Potter than you might expect. Huh.
1: Mm, so that's not yeah, enticing. There's a movie that's coming out or I think this month. Uh I'm not sure how it's going to come out called Girl on the Third Floor, it's like a haunted brothel movie. Huh. huh. But uh we you know uh I wasn't Sold on that, but then the uh soundtrack is by uh Steve Albini, really? Really? So, yeah, I mean, wow, yeah,
2: yeah. For any listeners oh. who don't know him, look up the old wax track stuff. Uh, Big Black is one of my favorites,
1: so yep. oh, yeah, he produced everyone interesting, yeah,
2: yeah. This is going a little bit, a little bit back in history of music, but uh, there's a lot of cool noise to be heard there, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then, um, the other thing I watched was, um, an old favorite, which I have not watched in many years, which was Monty Python's The Life of Brian. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix and I'm like, you know what? I'm already paying for Netflix. Oh, cool. so I might as well watch something. That'd be a good Christmas one. Yeah, The Life of Brian's great. Uh, for- I like
0: when they show it on Easter. <laughs> the that's... Esquire shows it on Easter. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of fun, I. Right? Yeah. I think that might be my favorite Monty Python movie.
2: I I was basically doing a mental coin flip between that one and the Holy Grail, and uh, they're both great.
0: I think Bible jokes went out over night jokes.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that one. the The funny thing about it was there were plenty of jokes I forgot were in the movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> That was great. Um, for listeners who haven't watched a Monty Python movie, you should just watch one. Pick one and watch it. Um, they are still very funny. All these years later, just so silly. And uh, it it kind of brings well, up... Well, that
1: one's got the brilliant uh, one about the... Um- uh, what have the Romans ever done for us yeah <laughs> yeah that's so great and it <laughs> ends up being always, this really long list yeah it's always going to work
2: the Roman yeah. grammar lesson is the best because the uh, people's front of Judea yeah send Brian out on, on sort of an initiation task which is to write some graffiti and he writes something in Latin right and it's incorrect <laughs> a centurion catches him and corrects him makes him conjugate verbs and all this stuff yeah and all right Write that a hundred times. <laughs> so, uh, just silly stuff like that. Yeah. It's just so fun to watch. But, you know, the the chase sequence and what happens in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Just fun. Uh, yeah, it doesn't get old, even though it was made in the 70s. And here we are watching it many decades later. And yeah,
1: it's got good points to make about...
2: About religion.
1: Does the... Well, yeah, you know, even wider than that, just... Just people, you know, just glomming, you know, just the groupthink, you, know, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: All those followers s- that he just gathers. Yeah,
1: just surrendering their own thoughts to be part of something. You know, like, that can apply to any sort of yeah mass following.
0: And it has a fantastic
2: ending.
1: It does. Yes.
2: You yeah. Know. <laughs> so it technically becomes a musical at the very end. Yeah. So, yeah, that was great. I recommend... I'm Brian and so's my wife. (laughs) Yeah, those two. And I never noticed when I watched this as a young person that uh, there's a wide shot and you know how she had the parasol and she was so effete and whatever. Mm -hmm. The parasol is sticking off of the cross. Mm -hmm. So she's got the parasol with her. How was the print? It looked good. Uh, Some of the shots were grainy, but I think that was the grain of the film to start with. Um, But no, the print looked good. Uh, so I, I enjoyed, you know, watching it, even though uh, I felt like I knew everything that was going to happen. I still got surprised by a few gags that I'd forgotten. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. And uh, I don't know if my brother had ever watched it, but the guy that was working with him uh, when we were building this, um, the retaining walls, uh, uh, David, who's from Poland, hadn't gr- oh. he hadn't grown up with these things. Yeah. And, I don't know if he was in his teens or whatever when he moved to the U.S., but uh, he, he was seeing some of the gags happening in this movie. Just sort of, he's off, in, off to the side, not really invested in the movie, but he keeps seeing stuff that's just cracking him up. I said, dude, you need to sit down and watch these things start to finish. Watch these Monty Python movies. They're great. And uh, which um, brings me around to, I also watched, of course, um, the original The Horror of Dracula or... Mm. Dracula, I think it was called in yes. England. So you didn't worry about confusion with the Lugosi?
1: Yeah, they, they just re-released the Lugosi one in America, so they didn't want to confuse it. Yeah.
2: And speaking of confusion, there seemed to be some confusion, depending on where you looked, as to what were the actual um, Hammer Dracula, Christopher Lee movies in order. Uh, and I, I'm... Totally made a fool of myself in this room with no one else watching, which was to sit down like an idiot and rent um, the one that I knew was the next in line as far as I knew, and it was on the shelf right up here behind my stupid oh. head oh. I rented I paid two dollars and ninety nine cents to rent um, Dracula has risen from the grave, and i yeah. you gave me this last year or yeah. the year before, so. so
1: it's Dracula Dracula prince of darkness yeah so uh, some people can't brise Dracula because. Peter Cushing returns as Van Helsing, right? But Christopher as, Lee, as the second one, is not and, in it. Christopher Lee's not in it. And Then right. they did *Kiss the Vampire*, and neither of them are in that. Right. Yeah. But it's uh, it's one of their best, you know, of any of the vampire uh, of any of the Hammer movies. Oh, it's really strong. oh.
2: Okay. Well, that's good to know. But for I the sake of it. for the sake of the show, I figured, well, we're going to focus. I figured, well, Julian's going to have watched like six or eight of these by the time we get together.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I've only watched the first four of the, the, the vampire movies. So okay. I've, I've just got as far as Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Oh, okay. Which is the second Christopher Lee one.
2: Which was not available on Stupid no. Amazon. It's like this mo- This title is not currently available.
1: But reading the,
0: the uh, little uh, synopsis on one of those was like, oh, yeah, I think that was the first horror movie i watched ever
2: yeah. so that's kind of cool
0: yeah so i think i finally figured out which one it was i knew it was a christopher lee dracula yeah. movie. i remember that
2: but you recognized it
0: yeah just reading it and now i don't remember what it said but something ah. like oh yeah that sounds right
2: now and i have to ask you um growing up in england as you did um do you have any any way to, to help us understand how, you know, like I've, I've, I've said this before, like, uh, people from England seem to have, uh, two speeds for how they handle their food. Um, a lot of it is, um, not, not super challenging. Maybe some, some of it's bland and then English people will go for the most ridiculously hot Indian food they can mm-hmm. put in front of themselves. Yeah. Um, English people are on one hand, very reserved and won't say too much or do too much that might
1: upset you. Yeah, it's more of a class thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the middle class, the reserved people. Okay. Because uh, the higher up you get in the middle class, so there's like the, you got the lower middle class and you go up to the upper middle class. Okay. Uh, the higher up you go in the middle class, the more reserved they get because they think they're being more and more posh.
2: More proper.
1: They think they're behaving more like what you're supposed to do. Oh, If you're well-born and everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then if you get into the actual upper class, they're they're a bunch of foul-mouth scum. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the working class. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, so they're they're the least reserved at either end. Okay. Yeah, it's the middle class, the ones that are uptight.
2: So to to really get to the point with this, um, you wouldn't expect most English people to end up naked... On film, uh, but in in a in a Monty Python well, movie or, or this a- is
1: this is the thing you go I mean, you go back as far as you like you know to Chaucer and whatever okay uh, we you know our uh, our entire humor system is based on shame okay embarrassment um, so <laughs> therefore uh, so much of it is going to be uh, innuendo. Uh, to do with nudity, to do with bodily functions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, this makes a lot
0: of sense. Like a lot sense. of normal places other than America.
2: Can you imagine 1958 we're when...
0: Really uh, hung up on the nudity.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because we're talking um, 1958, This uh, the original Dracula or the horror of Dracula comes out. And there is a, there's a good amount of cleavage in this movie oh, yeah. that you would not see in American movies at that time. So, and I'm thinking, oh, the proper, uptight, reserved British people, as as we might think,
1: and the and the Eastman color blood.
2: Yes, the Kensington Gore, as you explained, wasn't
1: seen in anything. You know, cleavage and blood weren't seen any any movies outside of biblical movies, really. Yeah, up till this point.
2: So I gotta I gotta say that. Watching these kind of with new eyes again, I was... Uh, and a lot of this stuff was probably edited for television when we saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they, they they tended to favor things that were more either United States uh, releases or uh, Japanese monster movies. I think they, the Hammer films, maybe they figured didn't make as much sense to us, so they didn't lean into those as many, uh, as much for the titles that were...
1: Yeah, the, the longer cut is the Japanese... Cut of Dracula. Okay. Um, okay. The British censors gave Hammer a really hard time. Naturally. So you, these early ones are gorier than they were in the '60s. Okay. Uh, like these late '50s through to the early '60s, Hammer movies are the goriest for a long time because yeah. of the British censors. Uh, so in Japan, there's 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 like a, there was an edit of this which is uh, it's not that much longer. Yeah. But his his uh, death at the end. Is longer. That's, that's longer and there's more... He suffers more. Mm. Uh, and what's the other scene? Oh, where, where he bites uh, Mina. Uh, mm. it, it's more sexual. Yeah. Um, then you get in the British cut and the American cut, I think. And uh, that footage did exist until fairly recently. This, uh, I think it was a British cartoonist. Who, he, you know... He, you you grew up hearing about, he heard about, the, about this, the Japanese yeah. cuts of Hammer movies, uh, so he'd actually tracked them down. That, so they had this warehouse where they were, they kept the Western film prints yeah. that had come into the country. He found it, and then really soon after that, there was an earthquake and fire.
0: Oh no! So
1: the last I think four reels survived. Uh, they're not in great shape, but on when the BFI brought out the restoration of Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um they they included the Japanese footage on it so you can see it. Oh, okay. And you can see stills and stuff online. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It is interesting to uh look at how much um how much was drawn from this first Dracula movie uh later on like for example um Van Helsing was it Van Helsing holding up the candlesticks? Yeah. Yeah, to make a cross. Uh-huh. Like how many people would use that later on?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, *Fright
2: Night* for example uses that.
1: Definitely. I and mean, Peter Cushing, like, uh, you know, the 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 climax was uh, he'd hold up a crucifix and and kill Dracula with it. Right. Um, but he wanted to do a. He he said, "Oh, I want to do something more Douglas Fairbanksy." So he came up with a whole running along the table and leaping on the curtains and pulling them down. <laughs> oh, really? And he, and he gets forced back into the sunlight. And, yeah. Yeah, that was his idea. Yeah,
2: that's great. Oh, that's good,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's probably the best ending to a Dracula movie. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It, w- it
2: was very much an action sequence, unlike what you would get otherwise. Right. Because a lot of times it would just be like someone might dash across a room and yank a curtain open, but this was like a full action sequence.
1: Yeah,
2: it's pretty cool. Um, so what was your what was your history uh, before we talk more about the movie? What was your history with uh, obviously television? Well, the
1: first time, I think the first time I saw a glimpse of adult horror movies, uh, it was on this early evening news show, so it would be shortly after the children's hour. And uh, it it was this show called Nationwide, and for some reason they were talking about a couple of, uh, they were talking about horror movies or something. And uh, they showed clips of the end of this and uh, Nosferatu. Oh, where the the shadow goes up the stairs, yeah, and the shadow like falls across the woman in the bed, yeah, and it's just oh my god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just uh, yeah, this is my crack. This yeah. is like this is really scary. I want to see these movies. Yep,
2: they gave you just a little taste.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they you know they show the hand crumbling and stuff like that. So. Yeah, wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Uh you mentioned before like they were going to greater lengths to, you know, bring the Dracula character back or different creative ways to reinsert the character into stories and whatnot. Um I didn't realize until watching Dracula Has Risen from the Grave that they they definitely went straight to that for um uh, which one was which one was it that they had the, the ancient vampire was in this tomb. Bill Nighy played him. He was in a tomb kind of locked under the ground. And uh, I want to say it was, um, oh, well, damn it. You know what? I should just look it up. But the, but the blood could run down and trickle into his mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. What movie was that? Where Bill Nye was the vampire, the ancient vampire. Uh, was it the underworld movies? Or am I thinking of something else entirely? In any event, uh, it was either Underworld or it was one of the Anne Rice ones. I want to say it was Underworld. And uh, I could be totally wrong on that. Um, But anyway. Anne uh,
0: Rice's Underworld. Yes. There, we covered it.
2: Yes. (laughs) It (laughs) was in John
0: Carpenter's Anne Rice's Underworld Vampires with a dollar sign.
2: As as told by Rob Zombie.
0: As told by Rob Zombie. (laughs) The,
2: The Rob Zombie reimagining. Oh, man. We got talking about Rob Zombie at work. And,
0: yeah, you and, imagine. Uh,
2: and Ashley wasn't sure that, uh, that I wasn't kind of poking too much fun at him. I said, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan. Oh, I will yeah. absolutely I, listen to him.
1: Free from hell on hold. Yeah. going to see that soon.
2: And she said, oh, you like his music, though, too? And I went, hell yeah. So she like, plugged her phone in, and we just listened <laughs> to Rob Zombie for an entire Friday. Uh, nice. Just all day. <laughs> yeah. Been, over and over. That one song he has. <laughs> the other one that goes gung, 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 gung. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's all right. You only really need one song. Sure. I love Iggy Pop, but arguably he did one song.
2: Right. Uh, how do we get on that rabbit hole? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. So the blood running into Dracula's mouth in uh, Dracula Has Risen from the Grave.
1: Okay. Um, that
2: was a good far-fetched mechanism, wasn't it?
1: I've not seen that one again yet. Oh, okay. let just go as far as the second one, the Christopher Lee ones.
2: Taste the Blood of Dracula. Didn't he get rehydrated from powder? Uh, uh,
1: so I've seen Dracula and Dracula, Prince of Darkness. So uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, he, he's he's powder and a ring. Okay. And uh, his servant, uh, uh, let's see, are we, are we talking about that one yet? Um,
2: oh, we can jump back and forth on him. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I didn't get to watch Prince of Darkness because, stupid Amazon, the title's not currently available. Yeah. Uh, What's that about? I don't know.
0: Maybe it was on Tubi.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was actually on Tubi because of that. I was scrolling through it going, holy crap, there's thousands of movies on here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'll have to check that out. I wonder if I get that.
2: You're going to end up just like not sleeping for three days as you scroll to the end of Tubi.
1: Oh, I'm excited. Did yeah. it
0: work real slow for you?
2: Well, I never played a movie, so I don't know. Oh, I didn't.
0: I didn't mean just playing a movie, but just scrolling what? through the titles.
2: No, I we, found it
0: really, really we, slow.
2: Um, the tech who installed our internet service basically said that um, we have a very strong signal right here for some reason. Oh, nice. so maybe that's part of the reason it's not a problem here. But I'll let you know after I try and play a movie what it's like.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. He has this mortal servant called corv or something it's played by philip latham okay uh but yeah he strings up one of the victims has him hanging over his coffin and he yeah. lines the coffin with the powder and then cuts the guy's throat oh and uh you, did you see this one no dracula prince of
2: no i didn't get to at all
1: okay. okay wait so uh so four four people fetch up the at the the castle okay and then uh uh he he gives them all dinner, and then uh, and then one of them he he gets down in the basement where the crypt is, and he and he has this like this, uh, Dracula's clothes are all ready to go. Yeah, they're all hanging up, <laughs> and so he has his, his ring and the 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 red powder left from the first movie, and he okay. just lines this uh, uh, coffin, yeah, this crypt thing with it, and then he he strings the strings this poor guy up by his feet. And slits his throat above the yeah. grave. And then uh, and the blood, like, gushes down. And then there's always mist. It's really cool. Yeah. There's it, tons of lap dissolves. Um, yeah. but it, And it's all done with mist. And you have all the, the excellent music going. And, and it's just this, like, meaty mass. Like, it, it doesn't go from, like, skeleton to... Right. To, you know, flesh. It's, like, all this goopy meaty mass mm. and then uh, and then it and then it cuts to a, a close-up of the side of the the crypt and then this like man. naked hand comes up and like, yeah. crawls like a spider over the, Ooh. the edge of it it's really good oh, I like it yeah that's probably the best bit in the movie oh
2: man that's cool so um uh... Well, if it doesn't turn up on Tubi, I'm going to have to borrow it from
1: you. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I brought them along. You know, as, as I watch them, I can I can give you oh, cool. the leftovers. So uh, these have got uh, Brides of Dracula and Kiss the Vampire in Blue, which look Okay. Great. And okay. Dracula Prince of Darkness that looks really good. Yeah, let me watch that one next. And then these, yeah. these DVDs of a whole bunch of them.
2: Cool, cool. This this will be uh, something we can do for our recently watched next time. Uh, you know, since we're not there's no being done with it. Hammer is a whole Bunch of great movies. Oh, yeah. Um, what is the time these are supposed to be set in? What? Oh, this one is 1885, and the second yeah.
1: like one is 1895. Okay. And uh, the first one takes place, it's almost a Christmas horror movie, isn't it? Yeah. Because it takes place uh, right on the end of November, start of December. Yeah. So it's vague when it, it, the exact start, but it definitely ends on uh, December 18th. Ah. 1885 which is sagittarius i, I was trying to uh, I, was, I was wondering if they'd link it up because he dies on a zodiac at the end and they oh this, yeah he has this beautiful floor this like big zodiac circle laid yeah out yeah it. yeah and uh, he actually he dies on aquarius huh and then his ring falls on yeah his, his ring lands on aquarius and he i think he actually is most of his body lands on libra Hmm. So I was, I was thinking, are they going to have him die on Sagittarius because yeah. that's the the date? You know, he's he's dying, ah. but, but no, no. <laughs>
2: that's super interesting.
1: Well, um, it, it's not really interesting because it doesn't it doesn't, uh, go, it anywhere. doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't really, anywhere no, but
2: it's it, it's funny that
1: I, I just thought I just wondered if they they linked it yeah. up with a date because you know they're, they're quite specific about when things. Yeah, are happening. yeah,
2: yeah. And uh, it's funny because there was something about the zodiac that came up in uh, Life of Brian. Uh, when I think when the wise men show up at the beginning of the movie, oh okay, they started talking about what what sign of the zodiac he was going to be. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so did you didn't get to watch uh, Dracula's R- risen from the grave recently, but you've seen it in recent years.
1: Uh, yeah, I haven't seen them for a long time. I only just got the whole series come out because like I was waiting for Scars of Dracula. That's been, you know. Uh, that's been missing for a long, long time, and it turned Ooh. up. Uh, yeah, it just came out on Blu-ray.
0: Oh wow! What was the holdup?
1: Uh, it's it's rights mostly, and, oh. and availability of materials because the uh, Hammer did deals with with several different American companies over the years. Yeah, um, you know, so they they deals with it like Seven Arts Universal and Fox. And, yeah. Um, so uh, you know, everyone owns different bits okay um so like pulling it all together like uh, uh dracula prince of darkness they had to use uh the 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 opening credits were in such bad shape in the uk version mm-hmm. that they had to take the still of the backdrop of the american version and bits of the typography of the other version wow and, and them mash together. them together wow yeah.
2: Well, it's cool that somebody was able to reconstruct something and make it work. It
1: looks really nice, yeah.
2: Cool. Um, the reason I asked about uh, whether you'd seen uh, *Dracula's Risen from the Grave is because that was the next one I was able to watch. And there was a an actor in this one. He, he was on screen, and I said, wait a minute, is that Roger Daltrey? And it, <laughs> it was a guy named Barry Andrews, and he plays a character named Paul in the movie. But when he's first on screen, I'm like, wait a minute well i think he's too tall to be uh roger, roger daltrey but um there is a uh a whole storyline going on and i wasn't sure if he was going to be a main character or not but it turns out that he was uh but paul and uh, the monsignor's niece i think are the kind of the male and female lead leads in this thing and um there's um a scene where uh he shows up for dinner And uh, over conversation, turns out he's an atheist, which, of course, once again, this would be not what you would consider polite conversation over dinner, Uh, maybe in 1969, England.
1: Difficult now in some areas of America,
2: would not it? In America, all over the place, yeah, you could run into problems with this. But in England in 1969, um, that wouldn't have been something that people would choose to talk about, would it? Uh, No And if it came up in conversation it might be avoided But in this movie it's directly addressed
1: Yeah Unless you've got a a really hardcore Christian family Like the Church of England um, They They know that People who put down Church of England On census forms uh, They only go to church On what the Church of England itself is Called hatches, matches and dispatches Okay so birth marriage death okay uh, that's the only time most British people go to church okay yeah you know, otherwise it's just something you know if a sens- if a census form will ask you know what what religion yeah. are you that they' will just tick Church of England because whatever
2: yeah okay that that, that makes sense
1: yeah it's not it's not really a, a serious uh, religious country
2: no and, and i I do have to mention that there's um, a great scene where this character who he's been sort of, uh, you know, he's made it too awkward by answering honestly. And he sort of, uh, lets himself out and they're glad to let him go. And, uh, the, his, uh, his girlfriend, I, uh, I guess he assumes maybe she's done with him. So he goes back to the pub. It's closing, closed, uh-huh. closing. And the barmaid who was flirting with him earlier, uh, you know, serves him all the schnapps that he wants. And then he goes back to his room upstairs and she joins him. Now I thought, well, that was a a pretty forward, you know, once again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she had a great amount of cleavage to offer as part of this movie that, you know, made me think, hmm, well, this one is in the late (laughs) sixties. So maybe they're getting more and more progressive. Uh, A Very funny line from him. Uh, This is kind of the whole point of building up to. (laughs) He's so drunk and he goes, what have you done with my legs? (laughs) My legs. (laughs) That was just great. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, later on when, uh, when the barmaid actually goes on her walk home, we see some really great day for night shooting, Mm. which Hammer wasn't shy to do.
1: No. I wondered. I'm sure they had to. Yeah. Yeah, They didn't have a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah.
2: As a kid, I kind of wondered, is night different in England? (laughs) It's because it seems like the sun is over there somewhere. Yeah, you don't see much of the sun, anyways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they could just do day for night, really easy. <laughs>
1: so was uh, Hammer a, a, a big thing when you were growing up? Not really. Um, like I said, I, it was there. It but... was there. And um,
0: like I said, that was, uh, I'm pretty sure Prince of Darkness was the first horror movie I ever watched when I was about. Four years old, I'm guessing, um, but I don't remember watching too many of them like on TV. It wasn't until later when I could rent them, and they were pretty sparse on the collection. Like you'd hear of certain ones, but they'd you know mm-hmm. you'd only have like maybe two Frankenstein's and two two Draculas on right. video, and right. a smattering of other things.
1: Okay, so it wasn't something that came on TV. Oh, well. It it did
0: uh, It did it did uh when I was younger so probably early 80s or so they were they were on the TV but I don't remember them being on when I was growing up much. Hmm.
2: Yeah, it was it was something that I would say the other movies they would show, depending on whatever sources you're talking about, would outnumber the Hammer movies. I don't know, five to one, eight yeah, to one, something like know, that. Easily. Like you would, you would see a Hammer movie once in a while, but you'd mostly see like Godzilla movies or Universals or a lot of
0: Universals. Yep. Yeah. a lot of Godzillas, a lot of, I'd say, Roger Corman kind of yeah. thing. Not necessarily Roger Corman, but you know, low B grade sci-fis from the 50s and early
2: 60s oh yeah they were able to grab a lot of those really cheap i think yeah
0: and then you would see something like a hammer horror movie and it'd be pretty freaky <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah i, I like how with it, you know like i was saying with the uh, with comedy we, we like to have in, in horror taboo things yeah so that we can enjoy them and and uh so, so you know the sensors will always be busy trying to stop us watching the stuff. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a uh, uh, hammer, you know, the, uh, you, uh, you know, vampires are often uh, not entirely vanilla. Yeah. in their preferences. So, uh, you know, as early as like, uh, Dracula, Prince of darkness, you have the woman, uh, when she's vampirized, she goes up to the other woman. Oh and she's yeah. She's wearing a negligee and she said, uh, you don't need Charles. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so, um, Really, I have to say that um, you don't think of Lugosi and the 1931 Dracula as being, because people maybe in that day were like, oh, he was very charismatic, very sexual. But Mm -hmm. watching that old black and white movie as a kid, it would never occur to me like this was um, something sexy between adults. It just seemed like a guy with some hypnotic powers would bite a woman on the neck and you would never see any blood. But then when you go to the Hammer Dracula movies and maybe the later American versions of movies, of the Dracula movies, um, well, it was pretty clear.
1: That yeah, I think the, Hammer was the first where it was pretty clear that the women were liking it.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. There, there's definitely the hypnotic attraction, but then the woman definitely gives over and, to it.
1: And the way they introduced Dracula in the first one very deliberately is like, uh, you know, everyone was familiar with Lugosi. Right, yeah. and uh, so when he's introduced, he's this silhouette at the top of the stairs. So uh, you know, um, Christopher Lee remembers going to the uh, New York premiere, and uh, so the shadow appears, and the audience is like giggling because you know you expect some guy to come downstairs with fangs sticking out, yeah, doing his Hungarian accent, and it, and then he steps into the light, and he's this like handsome yeah Uh, really tall well-spoken guy and uh you know uh yeah he was was very attractive
2: yeah there was there was definitely a charisma to him that you didn't see in other dracula movies yeah they
1: they wanted to play off the idea of evil being attractive
2: yeah and it 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 definitely worked and they didn't uh just try it and give up on it they kept they kept going to that Mm -hmm. and it worked really well i thought but uh you know uh there was a lot more, a lot more cleavage, a lot more partial nudity going on in in uh, Hammer horror films, oh, yeah, yeah. which uh, you know now that we've seen them uncensored, it's a little surprising to me to see them <laughs> <laughs> because for television, it's like a lot of the gore and a lot of the partial nudity was done away with. Yeah, of course, that's that's our own uptightness, this puritanical roots of this country, you know. <laughs> maybe we'll eventually get over it. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. At this rate, you know, another hundred years or so. But, uh, yeah, the, the humor being, uh, the, the English humor being based in shame and embarrassment. That's really interesting. You say that <laughs> because like, uh, Oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Oh goodness. Why am I spacing out his name? Uh, the TV comedy guy. Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Why did I space out Benny Hill? My mind must be going. Benny Hill, it's just, every every woman ends up in stockings and garter, yeah, he was, garter he belts.
1: He was way more popular abroad. Uh, like, they, they took him off the air in Britain. Um, <laughs> not because he was unpopular, but because they thought it, this is just old-fashioned nonsense. Oh, okay. Uh, they were just ashamed of him. <laughs> Because it was so slapstick and
2: ridiculous? Yeah,
1: it's just slapstick. Because uh, you know.
2: it's garbage. <laughs> I haven't seen a Benny Hill. Oh, oh. Benny Hill's terrible. I haven't uh, seen it in years upon years.
0: I, I mean, occasionally I imagine he could be funny because, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. So. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, they were. They were yeah. I used to play on the PBS. Oh, God, yeah. 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 And it was probably the least favorite.
2: The best thing I remember coming along after, you know, we, uh, we'd we all watched all the Monty Python, you know, Monty Python's Flying Circus, the series, uh, after having seen all that, um, finally at some point the Young Ones showed up. Mm. And it was like, holy crap, this is different. <laughs> and uh, it was different to the point where the Damned and Motorhead and yeah. bands like that were playing like a little live spot on on the show, like mm-hmm. they would just be like, and now Motorhead, yeah. just total non sequitur. Yeah,
1: that, that the Damned uh, song called "Video Nasty," which they wrote for that appearance.
2: Oh, okay, nice. That makes a lot of sense. That's cool. It's like, and you're not going to stop them. They're on television. <laughs> um, the uh, the guy I mentioned before, by the way, ended up in uh, a Doctor Who special or something like that. What guy? The Roger Daltrey looking guy. Oh. Uh, Barry Andrews or whatever his name was uh, So yeah To bring it full circle back to Dracula though <laughs> uh, So you are Four movies into your watch Five what was of, it? of the Hammer vampires yes.
1: films Yeah, So yeah. I'm, I'm into the second Christopher Lee Dracula yeah. Movie
2: So yes. why did okay, Who played Dracula in the other ones
1: Nobody No.
2: There was just no Dracula so in they, them
1: So they did the first Dracula Okay uh, then Christopher Lee didn't want to do another one. Okay. But Peter Cushing came back at Van Helsing and they did Brides of Dracula, which is very good. Okay. It's got um, uh, it's, it's basically the same team, uh, apart from Christopher Lee. Uh, and and you've, the head, head vampire is played by David Peel. He look, kind of looks like a mod. He's got his blonde hair. Okay. He looks very young. Um, and... Uh, it, basically the this, this setup is uh you have this uh, honeymooning couple and they end up uh in this place and, and you know from the start that this this family of vampires is watching everything in, that goes on below them from their mm. chateau and so you know this couple is pretty doomed yeah you know, they have no idea what's going on and uh and so you've got this these these two likable couples you've got the the innkeepers where they they stay and then you've got the young couple themselves and uh then the, the vampires invite them up to the chateau for a for an evening and for a bite yeah <laughs> and they uh you know that they've only got their eyes on the woman um and uh they they could care less about the guy yeah so they're going to seduce her in and 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 make her one of their uh, another vampire extended family yeah uh, um uh, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm confused. No, I'm, I'm talking about *Kiss of the Vampire*, aren't I? Oh, oh that's uh, okay. Yeah, *Bride you know, like... of the Dracula*. Same, same crew. You got, um, yes, yeah, so you got David Peel as Baron Meinster, and he's, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So you got a woman played by Martita Hunt, and it turns out that she's keeping her son. In the castle, okay, and he's he's a vampire. He's he's this like uh, rich white trash who's gone out into the city and mixed up with these other young uh, young punks, yeah, rich people. One of whom was a vampire. You don't know if it's Dracula or not, but he's been vampirized anyway. And she keeps him chained up in in this apartment of the, the chateau. Okay, and uh, this uh, this woman who's come from Paris to uh, uh you know, she's a teacher. Um she ends up at this place and uh she sees this the son and she uh she kind of falls for him and releases him. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And so it all goes downhill and there's there's our like, implications about uh because he, he vampirizes his own mother and oh. all of a sudden she has lipstick on. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um uh yeah, it's, it's really good uh, looking. It's got this uh I'm I'm not so keen on the ending. It's it's quite spectacular where where um uh you you have the, the brides, the vampire brides and you have this old mill and uh he he he's put the vo- the bite on Van Helsing.
0: Oh.
1: And so so uh, there's this there's this great scene where uh, uh, Peter Cushion gets this. Uh, he heats up some metal in the in the forge in the in the in the mill and and burns his own neck to Ooh. burn out the the bite. Ooh, and, and that works. Yeah. Oh wow. And he, he has some like holy water as well. And, um, so they do that in a few move other Hammer movies where he, people like hurt themselves to get rid of the curse. Um huh. And uh, then um and then he uh. Uh, the vampire's just outside, and 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 Van Helsing leaps onto one of the sails the windmill, and he turns it round so that the sails are perpendicular to oh. the mill, and it forms this giant cross shadow. kills him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, that was quite fun. But uh, Kiss of the Vampire is really good. That's that's the one where you have got the family in this chateau, and they they bring in this this couple, and uh, they seduce them with this like spooky music, and and you know they have always good looking sons and so on and um, they, uh, um, uh, you know, it's quite a perverse family thing going on. They're they're a bit too close. Yeah. Um. Again, uh, and and, then, and again, you've got the uh, the vampire hunters. Like, there's this fanatic. Yeah. he happens to be on the side of the angels, but he's like a b- bit of a monster himself. In fact, uh, the original Dracula. Uh, that's when they start getting into trouble with uh the church and and christian like uh, uh critics because mm. they pointed out that the bloody violence in these movies is carried out by the christians oh okay the, the soldiers of yeah of right because they're the ones who, who like staking young women um you know they're the ones who like chopping heads off and yeah things like that and the vampires are just like seducing happy victims
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: uh, you know being sexual and not not repressing it but uh, uh, yeah so 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 they did Brides Dracula Kiss of the Vampire and then they did uh, Dracula Prince of Darkness yeah
2: which I will watch soon mm. um, now real real quick uh, side note here because um, there was a Christopher Lee appearance in a nicholas cage movie that i tried to watch and couldn't get very far into it in fact i don't think i got as far as where you would meet christopher lee's character you ever heard of season of the witch
0: oh <laughs> Nic- lord nicholas
1: cage yeah yeah this is one where he's medieval yeah yeah,
0: yeah with yeah. ron perlman yep
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. it's hard I'd- to recognize christopher lee I didn't
0: even get to the Christopher Lee part, I don't think. I tried to watch this on the plane.
2: You noped out of this one?
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad. We we wanted to like it, but...
2: I wanted it to be, like, funny in spite of itself. Yeah, Yeah, but it wasn't. (sighs) You couldn't even go there with it. It wasn't even like, oh, this is so bad, it's good. It was just bad. So that 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 was a recently watched, but I wanted to mention that just sort of interject that because there was a Christopher Lee appearance in it that I didn't even get to witness. Mm. But he's always such a beacon for your attention on the screen; like he's never a background character. Mm. In any, well,
0: he's too tall. Uh,
2: well, yeah, for one thing, because uh, he's literally a beacon because he's as tall nine as, as, foot as a, <laughs> seven. I
1: believe he was <laughs> um, him and. Peter Cushing were both in the uh, Laurence Olivier uh, Hamlet.
0: Oh,
2: okay.
1: I don't think they share a scene, but, yeah, they're both in there.
2: And are they both in Lord of the Rings, or is it just...
1: Yeah. No, Peter Cushing was dead by then.
2: He was, okay, yeah. He is in the background, though.
1: <laughs> so they both ended up in the Star Wars.
0: Yeah, that's they, it. They were both in Star Wars. did a CG, Peter Cushing.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. That, that must be what I'm thinking of, because... Yeah, Christopher Lee is great in uh, Lord of the Rings. Ooh,
0: man, that Peter Cushing CGI thing is terrible.
2: <laughs> is it as terrible as Sean Young in the uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine or I've whatever? I've not it seen twenty forty nine. Oh, because you don't like Blade
1: Runner? Yeah. Well, I, I like it better than the original.
0: Yeah. Really?
1: I'm I'm kind of oh. interested
0: in watching it despite not liking Blade Runner. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um. I don't know, the the Peter Cushing in uh, Rogue One was... Ooh, man. Yeah, they had these massive close-ups on him. Yeah. It's like they really thought they had something, and they... No. We nailed it. Yeah. They were like, we nailed it. They had uh, Princess Leia, too. And nah. Oh, guys. <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. I think she appeared less. That's the only reason she may have looked a little bit better. Okay. But a uh, terrible movie. I have
2: to. I have to admit something. I haven't watched any of the new Star Wars. Don't. <laughs> I, I gave it some time. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. Uh, was it Rogue One? Was the first one that they where they rebooted and started again?
0: Uh, I think they came out with the Force, Force Awakens. Force first. Awakens.
2: That's the one. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait a few months. I'm gonna go ahead and watch it. And here we go. Years later, and I still haven't.
1: I, mean, I think the plan was that they do the next trilogy and then in between them, the years in between them, they do the kind of bits that fit in before yeah. or in between the previous ones. Mm-hmm. So they did Rogue One, which leads up to the to, uh, part four, episode yeah. four. And then they did uh, Solo. Which, which would have been like before which Rogue le- One. Le- leads up to Han Solo coming into the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that didn't do well at the box office so No. They, they dropped that plan.
2: Yeah. Kind of like the um the Universal Studios dark universe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I
0: Disney is I mean they've been <laughs> a billion dollars so how much of a fuck up is <laughs> Oh god. Is a question. I mean they made a lot of money off these Star Wars movies, but I don't think they've handled them terribly well.
2: No, it just seems it so much of it just feels like a cash grab. Uh-huh.
0: And And when you stand back and you say, "Mm, two out of nine movies, yes, I'm counting nine already as being crap. Uh, (laughs) Two out of nine? That's terrible odds. Yeah. That's just...
1: It's a fail. I don't even know if
0: that's as bad as Star Trek movies, but... Oh, Star
1: Trek, they're mostly good.
0: The even, was it the even ones were good, but the odd ones were terrible? Although I kind of like the first one.
1: Star Trek Three, Search for Spock. Was good. Oh yeah, that wasn't bad. But Part Five was. Yeah, that was a bit of a mess. Yeah, that, that was the only, that was the only one I thought. You know, it seemed to have lost its way. Out yeah. of, of that original cruise series.
0: Yeah. I don't know what else came. Uh, I've not seen any of the J.J. Uh, J. Abrams Star
1: Treks. Yeah, the first one of that I enjoyed. Yeah. But.
2: Jar Jar Abrams. Jar Jar Abrams. So back. Oh, let's get back to Hammer, and then uh, then we'll talk about um, maybe for they,
1: they didn't build a universe out the Hammer horrors.
2: Why? Why so, didn't they?
1: They, they? you know they they didn't do crossovers like they did. They should have with the Universal,
2: right? No, and, and, and another point about that, another question about that is, you can watch each one of these Christopher Lee Dracula movies or each of the Hammer Dracula movies, even if Christopher Lee is not in them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was afraid maybe uh, Van Helsing wouldn't have much to do, but I guess there's other vampires. Um, Each movie can stand alone and be watched start to finish without relying on information or knowledge from other movies, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, Prince Adonis recaps the ending of the first one.
2: Okay. But you really just need to know um, Dracula's this guy with fangs who drinks blood, Mm -hmm. and um, it has to come from people's necks. Yeah. So if you know that much about Dracula, you're good to go on any of these stories. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be like, why is he doing that? Yeah. What, that, what, what, wearing a cape and going around biting necks because he's Dracula. You know, there's no, <laughs> there's no storyline that you're like, I don't understand why he's in this castle. Oh, that's where he lives. Why is he, you know, why is he yeah. out at night? Cause well, he can't be out during the day. He can be out during, you know, day for night, but he can't be out during yeah. the actual day.
1: There's, um, continuity is not perfect like that um it might be just the knowledge of van helsing is imperfect or the the movies are inconsistent i'm not sure but in the first yeah. one he says it's nonsense that they can turn into bats and things that's just yeah folklore but okay they, they, then from the you know the following movies they can turn yeah. into bats. i
0: oh. think that was a budgetary <clears throat> concern <laughs>
2: yeah
0: yeah because they didn't spend very much on this on the first one anyway. I don't know how much they spent afterwards, but it was pretty low budget. That's why they set it in like one
1: yeah, kind of location. It's beautifully cut down from the novel.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, they did a really good job on that. But yeah, yeah they, they had some real budgetary yeah, you, constraints. You can I just you can kind of tell from what they did. Oh, even sure. though they did a right. great job with it. Mm-hmm. And you know people who do cheap movies should watch something like this and go okay that's how you scale it down and right. make it a you know yeah. an inexpensive
1: movie that doesn't you know totally betray you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah there's no renfield characters no mm-hmm. there's no whole gang of people who no are, no they uh, associate they, with minor and yeah meaner and um yeah you don't get a renfield character until the second one
0: until yeah you don't get the boat a, a trip or anything right, there's
1: yeah. no boat journey yeah there's a guy called ludwig in the in prince of darkness mm. who's the renfield character mm. Mm.
2: um i have to ask is the first appearance and, and this is in dracula's risen from the grave is the first appearance of a body dropping out of something and swinging around that movie where the woman drops out of the bell in the cathedral because no, i don't know I don't that know. i've seen it before that i,
1: I but, haven't seen that for a long time.
2: but it totally predates jason voorhees well michael Myers having done it and then jason voorhees having done it <laughs> to where you walk past something and then the body swings down and it's suspended up there somehow that we don't see yeah but it drops out and, and the arms mm-hmm. just drop down and dangle uh that did happen in that movie and i wonder if that's the first appearance of that gag could be because if it is that's pretty cool
1: my dad remembers seeing the first Dracula movie and, you know, there'd been nothing in color like this at all. Yeah. And it just starts off and the camera goes, kind of takes the corner and goes down into the crypt. And then you see the coffin and then there's blood as bright as red blood yeah. goes, smacking down on the, on the coffin. Yeah. And, and he said that just freaked people out. Oh, I
0: imagine. <laughs> it
1: was really shocking at the time.
2: People yeah. are not so easily shocked now. Cause that's well, what I remember,
1: but this is the first. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. People are all desensitized now, but it's it's so nice to think of a time when that would have been startling, upsetting, or impressive the way it was. Mm-hmm. Because now, well, I still
0: think that's the, probably the most memorable thing. Yeah, for me, for Hammer movies, was always like, wow, they they're the showing blood. blood. They're showing blood, mm-hmm. and it's bright red.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something that we didn't. We didn't get to view a lot of that otherwise. No, no. And uh, they weren't bashful about the staking either. The staking had good hammering sounds to it. Yep. Yeah, you could tell that was actually being driven in,
0: you know, or, well. I to suppose. real people. Yes, actually. Their Foley artists were Yeah. not real creative. They were murderers. They were more, you know, <laughs> into authenticity.
2: Yeah. You know what really sounds like a stake going through a body?
0: A stake going through a body.
2: <laughs> yep. You can't get that sound any other way. Yeah. So, anywho. Um, running out of interns. Right. <laughs> well, you know, they don't need to be paid interns if they're not going to live to spend it. So. Yeah. So, unpaid interns. Um, did we miss any of them yet so far in, in what you've watched, Julian? No. Uh, I think that's it. I think well, you watch four. Yes. I'm going to
0: watch uh, Dracula AD 1972. Oh yeah, it's Which oh, I believe takes place in
1: 1971.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got released in 72, <laughs> so you know you have to go with the release date on right. it. I actually restored that looks like a
1: good one. Caroline Munro's in that one.
2: Oh. oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah,
2: um, I restored a poster of that. Uh, that. That was I found a good high resolution. poster scan of Mm -hmm. that poster and I went through and, you know, cleaned up all the creases and cracks and pinholes and whatever. And I'm just looking at it going, man, there's there's, you know, Christopher Lee with fangs and there's a muscle car and there's girls, man, this looks like a great movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There there needs to be more of that. That was the whole movie they just showed that poster. Just (laughs) Dracula speeding around in a muscle car, picking up girls. (laughs) <laughs> you know that needs to be a thing doesn't that it?
0: needs to be a movie
2: yeah for sure um well if, if we haven't uh missed any of of the movies that any of us and all of us have watched uh i think we could probably talk about a couple more of them recently watched next time but uh do you guys want to do the halloween watch lists like recommended watch list next time sure or is there anything else that uh is that lighthouse one going to be out between now and then I'm not sure I'm not when, 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 when Lighthouse
0: is coming out. It's got a limited release for a while now.
2: Um, Three from Hell is that going to be available between now and next time? Is that a Rob
1: Zombie? I'll, I'll That's let, a I'll, Rob Zombie. I'll let is you it? Know as soon as I get it, because I've got it okay. on
2: order. Kay. Well, if if we um, if we can get our mitts on Three from Hell, maybe we do that. But otherwise, if you guys want to do like a recommended watch list for uh, if you were doing a Halloween. Uh, get-together, or just, uh, you know, what you're going to watch while handing out candy, <laughs> if you get trick-or-treaters. I are... don't get any trick-or-treaters. Man, that's a bummer. Yeah. So let's keep it up in the air for those two things, so um, that way our listeners have a clue. If I which... did get trick-or-treaters, I'd hand out loose cigarettes. Kids love to smoke. lucies, as they call them. Yeah. Yeah. Will's handing out lucies and shots. Shots? No, it's too expensive. <laughs> it's
0: true. All right. I love how they always have that fear myth here. You know that uh, that uh, people are going to hand out edibles. Oh, because it's legal here. Like, who's going to spend yeah. twenty five dollars on a chocolate bar to <laughs> hand out to little kids? Not it's not it. that funny.
2: No, if you're not around <laughs> to watch them get yeah, exactly. you know, absurdly high, then... Yeah. You don't
0: to
1: follow them for half an hour to see it kick in. Yeah. I'm
0: sure they're just going to take a nap. You wasted
1: $25. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. If you want to- Whereas you can buy a cheap pack of cigarettes because kids don't smoke yet. They don't know.
2: <laughs> they don't know if those things that are like the... <laughs> or any good. Yeah. This is a terrible cigarette with awful flavor. Yeah, maybe you won't smoke, kid. It's a good deterrent. Ooh, hysteria nice poster yeah not of green guys on posters you know outside of the frankenstein posters yeah um this book is the art of hammer yeah so i know i know it's great podcasting to talk about what we're looking at in the studio but (laughs) check uh, out this this page oh wow look at all those bats wow why is that in french do they release these in France
1: yeah oh yeah I mean, they're huge and i mean you, you think what uh, Hammer kicked off um I mean e vampiria just come out in Italy uh-huh uh but like Hammer really kicked off uh you know the that you know, taking the like the classic monsters but sexing them up and more blood so Italy, uh not so much in france uh but you know they they definitely did come out with horror movies. Uh, just after the hammer started booting them up um mexico yeah japan uh you know all, all around the world it really kicked off a another yeah. horror, horror boom and it was like yet yeah, the science fiction kind of was coming to its end of its boom yeah um yeah and then uh then psycho came along It was just uh oh yeah
2: that changed everything didn't it there was a um, there was something you said that just reminded me that the movie that I saw on Tubi that I thought the title was so ridiculous and so funny um, had to have been a just Franco movie just judging by the title, <laughs> and so I just um, I just pulled this up on uh, a list of Franco movies on uh, on screen to see if I could. Uh, if I could find which one it was, because it has to be one of his. It has to be. Uh, and, and of course we're, I'm scrolling through. Um, it says best and worst of Jess Franco. And I'm not seeing worst. What do you mean? Worst everything he did was brilliant. Um, I'm not finding it here, but I know it was one of his, I know it was, and it wasn't a virgin among, among the living dead. That's a good title though. I like that.
1: She kills in ecstasy.
2: That's a you know that's a great uh title and a great poster and they use the same poster for Vampiros Lesbos. The same uh shot, same woman. Yeah. It's yeah, she was like Miranda. she was the lead in all of his movies, right?
1: Yeah, like almost every Until movie To the early 70s.
2: Yeah. Um I have to pull this up on Wikipedia if it's Okay, let's see. It was a late 60s or early 70s, I want to say. And yeah, that's
1: my peak period for Jess Franco.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like everything he did was just brilliant at that point in time. Um, Man, I'll tell you.
1: He did a Count Dracula with Christopher Lee. And Lee really? signed up for it because it was supposedly going to be faithful to the novel.
0: Oh, and it was not.
1: No, well, it didn't. I, it, again, he didn't have the budget at all yeah. for it, but... The, the Dracula in it looks more like he's described in the, in the novel. He's got the mustache, mustache and, you know, white hair.
0: And... Oh, okay. Starts out old and gets younger.
1: Sort of. I haven't seen that one in a while either.
2: The Bare-Breasted Countess. It wasn't that one, but that's another great title. Oh, man. There's just... Forget it, man. It's just... There's too many. There's too many. There's too many. How many films did he make it looks like about a thousand judging by what i'm scrolling through here um naked dolls of the underworld
0: damn that's a good title um i bet he came up with the title first and then just filmed whatever <laughs>
2: <laughs> you might be around the world in 80 beds
1: yeah <laughs> uh, uh, that's not so white clever. skin
2: black thigh what the hell would that even mean
1: that's not one of his
2: it's not uh, maybe he was a producer on it or something.
1: He was he a
0: consultant.
1: That. I maybe. like that you know off the top of your maybe. head that. Well, was maybe it was a <laughs> alternative title because some of them had uh, like half uh, a dozen titles. Mm-hmm. Oh
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. he he do things like um, uh, was one of his Ripper movies, uh, the say, the uh, Sadist of Notre Dame. Okay, that had different titles depending on how hardcore the cut was. Ah. Oh. Yeah, there's lots of alternative titles.
2: Yeah, there's. Yeah, a...
1: I've not heard of that one, though. White White Skin Black Fi.
2: Yeah, what the hell? Huh. There's just there's no end to the weird stuff that he got up to. Well, you know, it was a finite number of films, but uh, you wouldn't run out of them to watch if you watched one of them a week.
1: I've got a good book on European horror, which has a pretty comprehensive listing of his
2: mm-hmm. films. Yeah, maybe it wasn't one of his films. I looked at it and I went, oh, this title has got to be a Jess Franco. And maybe it wasn't. So I'll scroll again through Tubi and see if I could spot what that title was. But it it was a ridiculous title.
1: All right. And um, yeah,
0: please so, let me know. Yeah. I'll, Headless I'll, man found in topless bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That uh, was a New York Post uh, headline. Yeah. Well, should we call it a show?
0: Let's call it a show. All right. Show.
2: So we, we know vaguely what we might do for next time.
0: Something. So our
2: listeners are barely clued in, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> or not at Maybe all. Maybe
0: next time we don't even tell them the title. We just no. talk about a movie. And then let them guess. And let them guess.
2: Awesome. <laughs> well, listeners, again, thank you for listening.
0: Time bananas.